I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. The Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready. to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we are given our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff and our community, and I do believe it is a treat and it is a treasure. Well, per usual, I am joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Get pitted on Christ, Hallie. How are you? Oh, I am so good, my friend. What is happening with you and your Climax kids? Well, I had an amazing weekend personally. I just got off the lake. I was uh, hanging out with some of my mates on our hydrofoil boards oh. that we got. We went out this weekend and just flew the Christian flag high, so that was great. Oh, uh, hydrofoil, is that is that the thing that we saw in the news like that, that Zuckerberg was riding? Exactly, yeah. yeah that's that's cool. why we got them, because he looks so awesome. Yeah. Anyway, one of my teens I had a problem with this week, Hallie, and I don't like to name names, but his name is Liberty Musual. Mm. And he's just one of those kids who is bad. Mm. I just don't know how else to say it. Mm. He's just a bad kid. Mm. And uh, I have to remind myself that, you know, there are just some bad seeds. Mm. Sin is real. So is free will. And this kid is on a highway to hell. Yeah. So I had this really fun barbecue event where we got some barbies out and we called it grilling, uh, just, you know, grilling for God. And he shows up, and instead of bringing a grill, he brings a gold grill in his teeth. What is that? Well, it's these fake gold teeth that rappers wear, and on it is encrusted in diamonds these words that just say Lil Effa. Lil Effa? Lil Effa. Lil Effa? Lil Effa. You can fill, you know, fill that in, Hallie. Lil Effa. Oh, no. And I just said, hey, Liberty, uh, I'm going to take away some of your Liberty here. You're not going to do that. 
you're not going to have that grill in your mouth. And he, of course, he pushed back. He said, you said it was a grill for God. And I just uh, I just said, no, you you know, you don't be a smart aleck. I tried to take it out of his mouth, Hallie. And oh. unfortunately, I think he had super glued it to his teeth. Oh, no. And his teeth just came right out with it. Oh, and I think he had soft teeth because his mother was a meth head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really unfortunate. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just dealing with that right now. Well, you know, think about it like this. The tooth fairy will give him some extra bucks, you know? You know, Hallie, in Australia, we actually don't have the tooth fairy. Oh, really? We have something called the mumbo jumbo man. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And uh, you know, he comes into the room and he takes your teeth and uh, is kind of kind of murmuring things. That's where we would call him Mumbo Jumbo Man. I actually had an uncle who, you know, was a bit mad. He had committed war atrocities and he, he constantly mumbled things like, you know, I'm gonna kill you all mm. or I've got I've got more where that came from uh. or um burn all the houses except for one so they don't remember. Huh. Which is crazy. So he used to come into our room and we'd be like, hey, is this the Mumbo Jumbo Man? I haven't lost any teeth, but it was really just my my crazy uncle. Not sure why I actually told that story, but you anyway. Know, I, to be honest with you, Gray, I didn't even know that Australia fought in a war. Is that right? Yeah, we fought in a war with Fiji, and uh, wow. we won easily. It was over water, and uh, we won it in the 70s, so... That you was, were fighting over water? Yeah, like that's who actually would get f- the water? Exactly. And and that's where Or you were fighting the, over water like uh, Well, we were fighting over the water for the water. Oh, uh, yeah. you're fighting over water over water. Right, exactly. Yeah. Hey, how was your week? Oh, great. I am on a mountaintop. I'm not going to lie really? to you. Yeah, I just um it's Lance and I, my husband Lance Labont, we try to do something special every summer for our anniversary. And this year he surprised me and he took me to Orlando. Okay. And guess where we went? Disney. <laughs> A lot of people don't know about the Holy Land experience. Oh, but I've heard Orlando, this. Florida has the Holy Land experience. This sounds and it's amazing. like being in Jerusalem. It's exactly like being in Jerusalem. It sounds a hundred times better than Disney or any of that. I thought I had flown 18 hours over to Tel Aviv and landed in Tel Aviv gone through customs, got on a bus and got all the way up to Jerusalem to the Wailing Wall. I just thought I was there. It's the Holy Land experience and they're not lying. It's the full Holy Land experience. It's awesome. What did you do? Well, they have all these facades set up. It looks like a huge castle. Okay. It's very, so very cool. uh, historically correct. And you go in, there's all these different stations and activities and they have people wearing these diva mics in biblical costumes singing songs over here and leading dramas over over there and I just got my socks just blessed right off I was sackless and I I was just amazed I I, I gotta show you the picture on my phone I gotta pull a picture of my phone look at this this oh. is me and Jesus oh my look it really us. does look like him it looks exa- he isn't he gorgeous he is- yeah, he's really, really he, good-looking guy. He wow. was probably six two, had this gorgeous brunette hair down to his shoulders. Amazing. Look at that full, gorgeous beard. Yes. Long, Romanesque nose. Totally. Beautiful, blue-eyed, white man. Look at him. 
He, just, he has his arm around me. I mean, that is <laughs> you. I mean, that that's a celebrity sighting, I Hallie. Mean, you got to be. They, you got to be amazed. I understand he's an actor, but he was gorgeous, and he does the whole bit. He gets crucified. They cool. beat him. They cool. carry his body to the grave. Awesome. He resurrects. He uh, ascends into the sky, and then he comes back for photos. And it was unbelievable and that's so neat that they just uh they you know he can clean up that fast because i understand that they just you know dump buckets of blood on him oh he was covered in blood and he was just wearing the little loincloth and it was just it was so powerful we started from um it, it's a two and a half hour uh, oh, play wow. it starts with his birth and then there's very little you know there are very little stories about him in between you know um, bethlehem and right then, first act's pretty short yeah and then once he starts his ministry we got all kinds of stories Anyway, we did mini golf, which was all biblically themed. It was oh, awesome. I love mini. Was it like uh, Noah's Ark or something? Oh, that would be cool. It was the theme for the mini golf was uh, the Egyptian plagues. Oh, so fun. you had you're shooting your little ball over like a, there's a river of blood. There's you know the dead babies. There's the um, crazy the locusts. And honestly, because the uh, cicadas are all back this year, we actually were being attacked by locusts while we were uh, in the locust section. That is a god thing. It was. Uh, Outstanding. Anyway, we went on the Golgotha walking tour. I got over 60,000 steps on my Fitbit. And then the whole thing ends in Solomon's Treasures gift shop. And I got you something. Hallie, you didn't have to do that. A thumb ring. (laughs) This is Jesus on it. I know. And I know you already have a thumb ring on each thumb, but I thought you could do stackables. That's true. And it says Jesus and gray. They told me in the gift shop that that is exactly like the one Jesus wore. I love it. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. There are 66 books of the Bible. Our guest today is organizing books in Twin Hills' very own library. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Miss Salazar Mutlib. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey, Salazar. Now, Salazar, that is an interesting name. I guess I've always kind of thought of that as a guy's name, but it's but you're clearly a lady. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever thought about my name. I thought it was more like a last name than anything. Anyway, so uh, Salazar, it's so nice to see you. And uh, we just want everybody to know you are someone that we see all the time because here at Twin Hills, we have a massive library and you are someone working down there in the catacombs among the stacks and you are one of the pages. uh, And that's not a joke, Allie. 
Okay. Isn't that hilarious that I thought of that yesterday and I, I thought I was going to say that? A page from a book. Right. I love it. Well, yeah, don't explain it. Oh, then, sorry. But, you know, and oh, then, does that, that hurts the joke if you well, say what it means? Sometimes it helps if, if you explain it after. But anyway, okay. you're one of the pages that puts the books away. You put, you, you know, you take books from the cart back to the shelves. Tell us a little bit how you got into books and being a page here at, at Twin Hills Library. Um, so it's it's been a kind of long journey. I just converted to Christianity. Um, so it's all... Oh, congratulations. Thank you. He is so oh, I'm faithful. I'm so excited. Oh, so you sound that excited. is so awesome. Yeah. So it's been kind of a long road. Um, basically, I wanted to learn more about, you know, people talk to you every day. They tell you, you know, what Christ is like, what you should know and what you should be doing. And I was like, I want to get down to the nitty gritty myself. Uh-huh. What were you up to before you knew Christ and Jesus specifically? I... I've, I've had a couple different um, religious leanings. I was okay. raised oh. Muslim, and then I was oh. in a cult. Oh, oh, no. Then I was an atheist. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, and then I was a pagan, and now oh, I'm, I'm on to Christianity. Yes. Oh, my land. Well, it was a winding road, but you landed straight and narrow. Wow. Exactly. I mean, that is... That's kind of just like the Neapolitan ice cream of, of, of disappointing starts, but I'm so glad that you came to Christ eventually. That's so great. Oh, thank goodness. My goodness. And now you're a, a dangerous weapon against all the false religions of the world because you can be like, been there, done that. I, I know all the lies you're telling, and I've finally found the truth. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm still a little confused by a lot of things in Christianity, but... Really? Yeah. There's a lot that... Uh, it's just kind of, it's kind of, it's wild, you know? It's a little oh, wild. Yeah, well, it must feel strange. Like, like what? Well, I don't know if you even need to go there, Hallie, because really what we're talking about is the, how the other ones that you went through are probably just even crazier. And I've got to ask you, what even is Muslim? Because we hear a lot, we hear that word a lot today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hear Islam uh, a lot today. But, you know, it's something I've never really looked into other than knowing that it's wrong. So I just kind of wanted to know what's up with that. Um. So basically the way that I experienced it was like, um, you can't show your hair, you can't eat pork. Oh. Okay. Can't show your hair, can't eat yeah, pork. Yeah, you're supposed no to be really now. like modest and like not have, a, you know, your boob showing, sure. you know, things yeah. of that nature. So that I don't, um, also I didn't really learn about Islam when I was in it either. I've kind of always been trying to catch up okay. in each of these religions, you know? It's like even the cult, I still don't really remember the cult leader's name, um, even though I was in it oh, for like really? four years. Yeah, something, and it's not Warren Buffett. I know it's not that. Ah. It didn't really stick. Nothing has really stuck with me so far. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad that you found one that did stick, which and is that now you Jesus. can eat bacon. Because, I mean, a childhood without a BLT, I mean, Salazar, what kind of life were you living? I mean, is that the first thing you did when you accepted Christ was eat, uh, eat some bacon? I had a bacon-wrapped hot dog. Whoa. I had pig on pig. Oh, Amazing. Wow. Wow, now that is very God honoring. I think that is so cool. So you were in all these cults and other weird ones, and how did you find your way into the Twin Hills Library? Because I just think, you know, what an amazing place of learning. Um, so I was displaced by from a hurricane. Oh, um, yeah. So I came to the church to, to basically to sleep. Oh. So I just started working. Oh, <gasps> and what? And and you were displaced from a hurricane. And I just think, you know, Hallie, Hallie we do have a lot of hurricane, uh, what you would call refugees here in Indiana, because, you know, basically what those hurricanes do is they push people right up yep. from the coast. Yep. And yep, they end up here. And then, you know, and wait, where, where were you living there in Florida or uh, South Carolina? Yes, I was a swamp Florida person. 
Oh, my land. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, you just can't live in a swamp during a hurricane. because You can't live there really even when it's not a hurricane. I mean, it's, so yeah. I just think. At least I, I've learned how to walk on stilts because of it. So I, I did pick up some good skills. But yeah, living in a swamp is not ideal. Yeah, I've seen you up on stilts putting books back. That's Yeah, uh, that is know. so cool. That's just your own set of stilts that you use instead of having to find a ladder all the time? Exactly, yeah. I whittled them myself um, and I bring them. I keep them with me at all times. Because you never know. You never know when something's going to be out of your reach. Right. And it's so cool to be tall. I always wish I was taller and could reach stuff. And I mean, I just think like, what a journey you've been on. It just is it really, it is a God thing that he has brought you all the way here to organize our books. And I wanted to ask you that. I mean, how do you organize books in a library nowadays? Has the technology been ever a change in? Well, it kind of seems like the library was abandoned for a very long time. So we're still doing the Dewey Decimal. Ooh. Um, I, yeah. There was like a there was like three I would say like three or four inches of dust on every book, so I had to oh, clean them all wow. off and reorganize them. And I'm not good with technology, so I just I kept going with the Dewey Desk. I never really learned that because you know in Australia we've got a totally different system. It's called Pappy Larue's uh, page page numerology, and how mm. it works is it's a series of thirty six symbols that are matched with the twenty four letters of the alphabet, in addition to a a simple binary one or two uh, number after each one. And, and and when I say simple, I guess I mean it's, you know, no one really ever learns it. You, you look at it and it just looks like you're trying to crack the, you know, a Nazi code or something. So but when you go to a library in Australia, the, the books are just completely flung everywhere. They're kind of just in big, big piles. And if they're not being burned, they're just kind of being tossed away. Wow. Well, I, I honestly didn't know that Australians read. Uh, very few do. We have the lowest literacy rate of anywhere. And, you know, only about one in 20 adults read and the rest are basically doing kind of some guessing, which is scary when you're flying because you're thinking, hey, is the guy flying this plane even know how to read the instruments on the dial? Well, I think it's uh, encouraging to know that the Dewey Decimal is the um, kind of dominant and better system. And I always wanted to know, why in the heck is it named Dewey Decimal? I mean, is it named after someone? Did Dewey come up with this? I think from my knowledge, it was like, do we have this book? So that's where we get Dewey Decimal from. And they're like, do we have this book? Do we know where it is? And so they just started being like, they start calling it Dewey Decimal, from my knowledge. Oh, that's and do awesome. we? Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Well, I'll tell you what. I just feel just blessed knowing that you're in there keeping everything organized. And, and it, it's all Christian books, right? So the majority of them are Christian, but we do have um, a, a small room in the back that has like different religions and some uh, satanic stuff as a way for us to know what to stay away from. Uh-huh. Oh, I've seen mm-hmm. that. It's kind of like, what you know, Hallie, I've been down there and there's the, the curtain over the door behind the counter. And it kind of reminds you of, you know, back in the day when you'd go into one of these nasty, nasty, you know, blockbuster or something and they would have adult videos back there mm-hmm. and you'd just be like, hey, I don't even want to go near that. But I guess what you're saying is that, you know, some of us do have to get near those just so we know all the bad stuff that's out there so we can prepare ourselves for it. Correct. Do we know if there's a librarian uh, sort of that you report to? Or you, you just call yourself a page and kind of thinking, I mean, is there anybody in charge? Don't you know, I've never thought about it. Why did I call myself a page? I've never seen anybody else in that library ever. Why am I not the librarian? Yeah, you could be the official title if you like that name. Hmm. 
I kind of like the, being a page though, because I, you know, the joke of like being a page, page in a book. Oh, yeah, it's oh, a good have joke. people done that joke before? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh no, oh. I worked so hard on Someone that. Someone stole your joke, Gray. I, you know, that is a cardinal rule in comedy. How yep. I've heard that you never yep. steal someone's jokes, right. and since I really have started to really learn about comedy and what's funny, uh, I just, you know, I'm I'm pretty upset because you know, joke stealing that's like kind of the number one sin in comedy. And it's in the Ten Commandments, you know, do not steal. That it's is right, right there in the Big Ten. Now, Salazar, I just wanted to, uh, you know, get your expert opinion on like, you know, I've got kids in uh, public school and they get assigned these books like they're supposed to be reading things like Catcher in the Rye or Color Purple. And I'm like, I don't know if these are God honoring books. It could be putting bad ideas in these kids heads. So what do you do when you come across a secular book? I mean, it really depends on the person. I personally generally throw them away. Like you said, in school, you really don't have control over what books or kids are being given, but you just have to make sure that they're looking at it through the veil of the cross. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, does that explain kind of the veil with the cross that I've seen you wear over your head? Yes. Which is kind of like, thing. okay, that is the actual, what you're speaking of. It's a veil of the cross. Yes. It's just a bunch of golden crosses. Okay. It's very heavy. It does hit me in the eye quite often, but it is. It's a beautiful right. veil. Thank you very much. Kind of a weighted blanket. Yeah. Really. And if you're reading, looking through that veil, you can read anything mm-hmm. at all. And you can see, oh, you wow. can see all the, the bull crap yeah. Yeah. Right. that yeah. is trying to sway you. Sure. So for instance, if you were going to get into a romance novel that had a lot of erotic uh, language in it. As long as you're reading it through the veil of the cross that you're wearing, uh, you won't get aroused or be tempted to stumble in the flesh. I mean, to be honest, the majority of times that I have read a romance novel while wearing the veil, I get poked in the eye. Right. I be- it starts getting hot and I- it gets so uncomfortable that you can't really read for too long Mm -hmm. now i was wondering about that because you do have like what i would consider several you know significant bruises on your forehead and face and so is that because you're wearing the veil and you're just kind of walking into things it's a little bit of both it is also being attacked by sentient books and not being able to see where you're going so when you're saying books are flying around and i guess i just want to back up here because you're saying you know you you're going around your job as the page you've got a blanket over your head with a cross on it or several crosses and you're kind of walking into things just to make sure but you you know you're reading through the veil just to make sure you're not reading anything that that might you know be controversial but then you kind of said that books are flying around and so i just want to ask about that because you know books flying around is pretty intense and i'm just wondering are you knocking the books over are you walking into the bookcases or are the books somehow moving themselves because that that would also be a, a bit problematic. Um, from what I can uh, gather, because like, again, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but from what I can gather, they are moving themselves. Often I will, really? yeah, I will put, pull the curtain in the back room, make sure everything's very secure. And then I'll be putting books back and all of a sudden something is flying and hitting me in the face. Oh. And, you know, I lift up the veil so I can kind of see and I don't see anything. I don't see anything. So it has to be sentient books. Oh my! Sometimes man. the simplest answer is the right answer. So. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. It happens every day. And I'll tell you what: one or two things is happening. There's a ne'er do well hiding out in the bad book room, and they're throwing books at you. Or the evil one himself, Lucifer, Satan, the dark lord of hell, is actually um, moving those books. I mean, it kind of sounds like a Hogwarts library or something. Also, that author of those books um, was tapping into some dark uh, satanic powers and Absolutely. such. Absolutely. Uh, but it seems like he's kind of came around recently. I kind of like what she stands for now. Oh, 
now. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, she's good now? I think so. Oh, okay. You know, one thing I was going to ask kind of a follow-up is, uh, you know, recently I did hear about the small fire that was down in the library, and I was wondering, were you there that day, and how did we come to put that out? Because... I think a lot of people were kind of like, they're just books, you know, let them burn. We don't need to replace it. But I understand they did put it out. And I was wondering if you knew how it started. Um, okay, okay, okay. I set the fire because I was trying to keep the books away from me. Oh. I set the books. I tried to set the back room on fire. Oh, I tried really? to oh. purge. Okay. I wanted to cleanse yeah, the good. library yeah. of any evil. And it got out of control oh, very no. quickly. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. And apparently the spink- sprink- there's no sprinkler system because it's all books. And so people didn't want the sprinkler to come on and affect the books. So I got pretty naked and just threw my clothes on top of the fire. Um, they were engulfed immediately and did not help at all. Oh, um, so now I'm, just, oh, no. now I'm just running around a church library naked. Um, I did realize soon after that that there was a fire extinguisher directly next to me. Um, so then I was able to put it out that way. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank, oh God. thank God. It's funny. You discover yourself there naked in a library in the same way Adam and Eve discovered they were naked in a garden. Well, were you able to like, you know, some, did someone throw a robe over you? Did a, did a fireman maybe lend you his coat? Um, they, to be honest, when they came in and they saw me, um, one of them threw up which was, I think, uncalled for. Oh, no. But I ended up just taking a curtain down and using that because they were they were saying, we can't help you until you cover yourself. I mean, it's too bad you didn't use the veil of the, veil of the cross then. I mean, where was the... Or, or did you still have the veil over your face? I still had the... I don't take it off. Oh, I see. I see. When I'm in that library, I do not take it off. I do not feel safe. I do not want Satan getting into my brain. So I, oh, I just I don't take it off. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to ask you, I guess, you know, being a page in the library is a volunteer position. Am I right? Yeah, I do not get paid. Okay. I'm like fairly, I'm like rich. <gasps> really? Yeah. I'm like, wow. a, I'm like a rich person or something. Wow. Uh, were you born into money? No. Is it old money? Is no. it new money? Um, no. So it was a, it was basically hush money from the cult oh. uh, because of the things that I saw and um, the things that I was forced to do. So I got... Uh, about a $2 million settlement from the cult. The Warren so, Buffett Yes, cult. yes, yes. So was it really Warren Buffett? I guess I get, must have been. It might have really been Warren Buffett. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely old money. I mean, maybe, maybe she has a d- DNA uh, uh, gray. Maybe she has DNA. Well, everybody does, Hallie. But if you do, then you, uh, if you signed one, then you can't talk yeah, about but it's having in a, been in a Warren Buffett cult. Really, Hallie, I think it's in all of us. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's great because you, then now you can just pursue your passion, which is, um, you know, being down there in the, in the library and, um, and starting fires. That's so great. Yeah. Are you married? Oh, God. <sighs> I was briefly married while I was in the cult oh, um, to no. the cult leader, which is. Oh. oh. And you just don't, you still don't remember him. No, I just completely forgot. You could have done a mind wipe on her. These rich guys can do anything. I mean, I think I got eternal sunshine at some point. Whoa. Because like, dude, there's there's parts of the cult that I just don't remember. Really? You gotta be careful of these cults. There was an HBO show recently about a sex cult. And I just recently learned that most of these cults, there is a sex component. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very dangerous. And also very alluring. 
That's how they that's get how you. They huh? that, see, now I'm confused because I just don't know. Like at first when you said Warren Buffett, I was like, okay, maybe not. Then you said you got $2 million and I was like, okay, maybe it is Warren Buffett. But now when you're saying the sex part is alluring, there's no way it could be Warren Buffett. So maybe it is some kind of other guy with a similar name. Maybe, but. maybe. I really, honestly, when I try too hard to think about it, um, I start seeing like blue swirls in my brain and I feel like I'm falling down a rabbit hole. Uh, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the top of my prayer list, Salazar, because uh, I pray every single morning. Um, I do my whole prayer list. I'm going to put you on the top because I do think someone wiped your mind. And uh, the beauty of now you being at Twin Hills is that you can fill that empty, uh, beautiful, clean slate of a mind with the truth of the gospel, the good news of the gospel. Absolutely. That's what we're working on. Oh. What was it that you read that really got you into Christianity? Because I feel like there's so many awesome books that, that could lead you there. To be honest, I was getting off of a train and someone handed me a pamphlet oh. with all the cartoons and stuff on it. Fantastic. And it was just talking about turning your back um, on Satan and then Satan like stabbing you in the back. And it was very graphic. It may have even been a graphic Christian novel. Oh. I don't know if that if those exist, but it was like just really, really, really bloody. And I was like. I'm in. Or it could have been Family Circus or something like that. Sometimes it gets a bit violent. And honestly, Salazar, there's a Christian version of everything. Um, you know, we got Christian rap. We got Christian hip hop. We got Christian literature. We got Christian sports leagues. I mean, you name something, there's a Christian version of it. And I'm here to argue that the Christian version is probably better, especially in movies and entertainment. Yeah. As long as you're looking through the veil of the cross. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that. I think that you'll be all right and you'll enjoy yourself. You know, Salazar, I did want to ask you, um, because I, you know, I'm always looking for great literature for my teens who come to Climax, and I'm wondering, do we have any books about uh, you know, just steering clear of all these kind of cults and other religions and things that you've been through, cults, you know, even hurricanes? And sex. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about it. Do we? Do we do, do we, we have any books? Yeah, I do think that we have some books about teen sex. Uh, oh, do we? Yeah, I think we do, but the the selection is decimal. Salazar Mutlib was played by Saliha Matalib. Follow her at Sally Hawk. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.